Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode number 57 on Monday the 14th of December 2009. My name is Stephen Layton and I am your host, your roaster, your friend, your guide through the coffee we're going to do today. Um, straight to comments, let's get in there. So, comments from last week, there were loads of great ones, and so th there's quite a few. I'm going to cut down on comments, I'm listening to your feedback, but I really want to kind of answer questions that people throw on there. So, um, Simon G said, uh, uh, hasn't tried the coffee, but we thought it was worth commenting on the Eva Solo. Now, this was a very interesting one, that Simon doesn't like the Eva Solo, and he kind of, he ended up with a fair bit of sludge through there, um, and it wasn't his bag. Uh, I can completely hear what you're saying, Simon. Do have a revisit, have a little bit of a try of course in that grind up because I think you'll find it is a worthwhile brew method, it's different um, and you're quite right, the AeroPress is, I mean for me, one of my favourite brew methods. Um, but the Eva Solo is definitely worth another try so do dive in there, do have another look at it, please don't rule it out. Um, Keith Perry said more on the C5 story, well I've popped a little bit in the comments about that Keith so go and have a look, I don't want to bore people with the C5 stuff. but. Um, he said, it was interesting you let this one rest before releasing. How do you know when a coffee will benefit from resting? You can just taste it. It's a little bit green, it's a little bit tight, and the flavours haven't developed as much as you think that they can. Now, I get to taste a lot of young coffee, um, and I can just tell what the potential of it is, and I didn't feel this one had reached it, its potential. You don't always get it right, but it's really just a matter of trying to suss it out and work out what, uh, what, might, what might make you go that way. Um, Jay Fisher said, uh, after recently switching mugs, I noticed it's distinctly different taste. Um, do you know that the mug factors affect the taste? Big time. There's going to be a blog posting coming up about this really soon on Hasblog, um, because I am really into this whole receptacle stuff, and I think that it's an area that's been really kind of not looked at properly. Um, and I do an experiment with some Riedel glasses, which are wine glasses, but that will be coming up, if not before Christmas, over the Christmas holidays, when I have time to sit down in front of the computer and actually do it. Um, and he and said, loving the subscription, and you know what? Thank you very much. I'm pleased that you're enjoying it. Paul S said he couldn't taste the big peaches um, and needed to work on his palate. No, no, perception. You didn't perceive peaches, that doesn't mean that I'm right and you're wrong. Please, Paul, taste what you taste, not what I taste. Um, I'm just a guide, guiding you through. Oh, it's getting weird again. Um, Roland Glue said, uh, wasn't sure I was going to like this, I'm not a fan of peach. That said, I've been enjoying it. Uh, creamy body, nice mouthfeel, and, and an overall nice flavour. Uh, been drinking it in the pour over stove top and near brick, uh, and it's been solid in all three. Um, it's not one I expect to stick in my memory for months as a way, but yeah, I've proved expectations wrong, and that's cool. That's a very, very good thing, as you say. Um, I kind of agree with you a little bit. I think it's a great coffee. It's amongst an awful lot of great coffees that we have. Is it uh, not my head off where I'm falling in love with this? Probably not. But was it a great coffee to show you is what it can do? I, I, I think I think so. Simon Phillips, Simon's posted a comment at last. So I've known Simon for a very long time. Um, very aromatic grounds, sweet fruit, um, and did get the peach, uh, and thought it was very low on bitterness, which I agree, and he enjoyed it. And um, yeah, very, very good. And he was drinking it from his too much coffee that I bought him a long time ago. So I'm very pleased you still have that, can it? 
No, that was rubbish, completely missed. Right, coffee we're going to talk about today is from Indonesia, and we don't do a lot of Indonesians on these, uh, and you'll find out why in a minute, I think, because they, they hurt my head. But we're going to be doing an Indonesian, um, so I'm just going to whap you on pause, I'm going to get my grinder set up, and we're going to be doing espresso and cappuccino, uh, because it's an espresso type cappuccino coffee for me. So we're going to be doing that, and I will be back in just a couple of minutes. Not even a couple of minutes. Couple of seconds. I'm back. Right, told you I wouldn't be long. I'm back. So, I know I said I wasn't going to use any posh cups because I'm running out, but I actually remember that I've got this one, um, which I shall put and show you there. This is um, a lovely cup that I bought from Espresso Parts. I think it's around about eight ounces, so it's a little bit bigger than I'm used to using, but um, it's a very, very beautiful thickness, and um, I'm just going to keep it on there to keep it warm, and I shall keep that there. So, in fact, if I line that up, I may even be able to show you my wonderful latte art. <laughs> so, coffee anyway. Coffee that I'm going to be using today is called Java Simiru. Um, the reason we don't have a lot of Indonesians on the range are for a number of reasons. One, it's very difficult to build up a long-term relationship with... Uh, people, you know, kind of farmers in Indonesia, Africa, Asia, because they're not the kind of same sizes as Central South America, they don't have the same grasp of the quality that a lot of those guys do. Um, but also, um, Central South America do it so well. These, we kind of find, we cup them on the cupping table, we taste them if we like them, then we keep them. Now this one I've tasted five, six times on the cupping table. It's, uh, and I'll tell you a little bit about them in a while, but kind of tasted them and kind of gone, eh, it's a bit rough, it's a bit rare. But this one hit the cupping table and it's not from the same suppliers we would normally see it coming from. Um, I was really quite impressed. Uh, and the cupping table tells no lies, so if it's good on the cupping table, then it's good enough to sell. So uh, I got to think this has got amazing potential in milk. Um, so for all you cappuccino latte lovers, I think this is one really for you this week. Um, so I, I hope you enjoy. Will it work in the French press, Aeropress, Eva Solo, Chemex, blah, blah? Yes, yes, it will work very, very well. But it's gonna work really well in milk for me. So Samiru, uh, as much as I know about them, they're a small cooperative, uh, which is quite unusual for Java because most of the estates are owned by the government. So for instance, Jampit and uh, Blauen um, are government owned. This is a small privately owned cooperative, which is cool. Um, they're named after a uh, volcano, which is cool. It's, yeah, that's as much as I know, <laughs> but it tastes good. So let's, let, let's dive into it. So I'm going to show you a picture of the rose colour first of all. You'll see from the rose colour here, um, most Indonesians tend to need a darker roast. I actually don't think this one does. This to me is a medium dark roast. Um, not maybe the first hint of oils, but no real oils. Um, it's a beautifully rounded coffee that doesn't need that darker roast. So, um, yeah, a little bit of a change from the Javas of the past. Keep it on the link of showing you the green as well. It's time for Snozzer in the bowl. Okay. Now, what you normally get with the Javas is you normally get an earthiness, and I can smell the earthiness in there. But it's not overpowering because that earthiness is normally brought to the fore by the roast. And because this doesn't need a darker roast, it allows a little bit more to come through. I'm definitely smelling kind of like fresh soil. Uh, I'm smelling a little bit of kind of mushroomy kind of stuff in there, which when I cooked it wasn't there at all. Yeah, and it smells like I would expect a great java to, to, to smell. So I'm going to jump on the machine. Now, last time 
I did an, es an espresso coffee. I had lots of emails from people telling me how to improve my barista technique. And if any of you send me any emails this time, you can send them to I don't care at inmymug.com. I will drop you some hints on how to roast coffee. <laughs> no, listen, I'll give you a warning. I'm not a barista. Um, as you can tell by me overfilling the porter filter. So, I'm not a barista. It's not where my skill set lies. I make espresso that I think are some of the best espressos that I've tasted. I make cappuccino to an acceptable level that I think is interesting, as long as I don't like art. So that's what I do. So just to give you a... Lock it into place. Now, because I'm using the Senesso, I can control the pre-infusion, which is what I'm going to do, which is around about a four second pre-infusion, and then turning the full pump on. That's looking delicious. So we're just gonna let that pull. While I'm doing that, I'm gonna get my milk ready. Oh, don't choke on me, come on. Keep coming, daddy likes it. So, as always, using Cravendale, not sponsored by them, but just adore their milk. Gonna give the steam ones a little bit of a purge. And then. Very happy with that, it looks absolutely delicious. Stretching the milk, that's enough stretching for me. Now one thing I've found with the Senesso is that the steam wand on it is not shy. So you get a lot of bang for your buck. Need a little bit more milk than that I think. So what I'm doing now is just tapping all of the air bubbles out onto the side, giving it a swirl, getting that lovely shiny glean on it which you can't see on camera but I promise you is there. And then Oh, the lamest art in the world. Don't laugh at me, it's not my fault. I'm rubbish at latte art. And then just to show you the espresso alongside. Now what this coffee does is it gives you a great crema, it gives you a great body, and it is a wonderful espresso. It's really lovely to work with on the espresso machine. So that's the first thing about it. I'm gonna smell the espresso. Now, the espresso smells delicious. It's got this real earthy kind of rawness to it, which you don't get with a lot of the Brazilians and the El Salvadors, because they get this overpairing sweetness and that's not here. You know this is gonna be huge body. If you don't like huge body, then this ain't the kind of coffee for you, but if you do, then this is, you know, it's a, it's a nice avenue to visit every now and again, so let's. Now that's surprising because on the espresso you smell this earthiness, you expect this earthiness and you do get it. But there's some subtlety there as well. It has like a little bit of a creaminess on the end which I'm not expecting. And then it comes back with like a... That's like an aniseed coming through which I had not tasted in this coffee before. Um, and I think that's one thing you will find about that this coffee is going to change every time that you brew it and taste it because you don't have the same uniformity as you do with a, an estate as you do with a co-op. So, well that's very interesting. Now the cappuccino, I know you're all laughing at my latte art, but the texture of the milk, um, in fact, let me see if I can find a spoon. I'm gonna find the back of a spoon and just show you on the, you know, that's pretty damn good cappuccino, you know? I'm pleased with that. My texture's good if my art's not. That's, at least I'm, I'm getting better. 
Cappuccino on the nose isn't good either. So this has the power to cut through the milk. Because it has such a big body, it does cut through the milk. Now the sweetness of the milk, I'm gonna get rid of my moustache as well from it. Um, the sweetness of the milk really helps the earthiness of the coffee, so it makes it very balanced. For me, this is a great cappuccino stroke latte, and I would love to know the difference between a cappuccino stroke latte, because I get that email an awful lot, and I think the lines are blurring so much more. I know what the official answer is, please don't mail in, but unofficially, I do think that the lines between cappuccino and, and latte are blurring an awful lot. How can you do latte art on a cappuccino in a barista competition? Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to get lots of emails about this one this week. But a very interesting cup, one well worth trying, and all the subscribers who've got it, I hope you do enjoy it. It's not going to be around for long. I think we've got two bags of it, and then we'll reassess whether we're going to be having any more. It's only arrived about six weeks ago, so it's a brand new crop. Um, do let me know what you think. For those who aren't subscribers, voucher code coming up below, and um, yeah, I, I kind of hope you take advantage of the uh, the voucher code. Wanted to say a big thank you um, to everybody that's been feeding back recently. Uh, the new titles, the new title music, uh, and all the things that have gone with that, I'm really pleased with. Um, and I think we are getting a little bit better at these, and I hope you think we are too. And um, yeah, anything you want to see or don't want to see, you please let me know. Right, I'm going to go home because it's Sunday and I've been here all weekend uh, and I know it says Monday but I record this on a Sunday. So I've been here all weekend and I'm going to go home. So it's been really lovely talking to you and I cannot wait to see you next time and I'm not going to do the catchphrase. <laughs>